Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Diane Liebert, and I'd like to introduce Chris Carusi, a candidate for seat six on the Madison Metropolitan School Board. Let's begin your opening statement as to your educational, vocational, and civic experiences that qualify you for the Madison Metropolitan School Board. Thank you. I appreciate the chance to talk with you today. Um, like many people watching this, I'm intensely concerned about public education. Um, public education in Wisconsin has been under attack since the passage of Act 10. In 2011, I was out on the square marching with our teachers and um, staff um, protesting this anti-worker legislation. Um, since then, we've seen declining revenue for our schools as well as increasing attacks against the teaching profession. Um, and now we have profound national concern about what's going on at the, at the national level, um, both in terms of um, the rights of our immigrant families, as well as increasing attacks against public education and efforts to privatize public education. Um, when elected to the school board, I will stand for teachers. I will stand for students. Um, I will work for reduced class sizes because I believe that this is a proven way to build relationships between teachers and students that help to make education effective. Um, and most of all, I will stand for strong schools for all um, in order to stem the tide of privatization. Um, we don't talk about this all the time in our community, but I believe that education is a basic human right. And I learned this um, back when I was working as a Peace Corps volunteer in Nepal. Um, I taught in a remote village there. And since then, I, my professional career has been in sustainable agriculture, including work in farm to school. Um, I've put that professional experience to work in our schools. I managed a farm-to-school snack program at my children's elementary school that brought fresh fruits and vegetables to all children in the school. Um, most importantly, I've been attending and speaking up at school board meetings for a long time since um, my youngest was in preschool. And um, I believe that all children, I started working on the 4K issue because I believe that all children have deserve a right to early childhood education. Um, as a district parent, I've learned that it helps to pay attention. An example of that is um, I, after Act 10 passed, a small group of parents and teachers, of which I was a part, got together to start a group called School Community Alliance for Public Education, or SCAPE. Um, we, one of the things we worked on was um, we had been paying attention and we realized that funding for Ready, Set, Goal conferences was possibly going to be cut. Um, I don't have to thank okay. you. <laughs> but there are more questions. Okay. What do you believe is the most important issue for the district as a whole, and how do you believe the board should ta tackle that issue? Um, I think that we need to focus on closing our achievement gaps and to ensure that we are providing a quality education for all of our students, including our most vulnerable students. Um, the, education, uh, the example I was just about to provide was for Ready, Set, Goal conferences, which this group, SCAPE, that I belong to, works on. Um, Ready, Set, Goal conferences are an opportunity for um, teachers and parents and families to come together and set a plan for um, elementary students for success before school even starts. Teachers often go into communities like Ally Drive so they can meet with parents in their own neighborhoods. Um, this is just one example of a strategy that works to try to close gaps of achievement and opportunity in all of our communities, and I was proud to be part of an effort to protect this. Um, 
that said, the Madison Public Schools have failed to meet the needs of all of our students, and this is um, evidenced by lower standardized test scores for some of our students and higher um, rates of suspension and expulsion for some of our students, particularly African-American students. Um, I think one of the things that we need to be doing, again, to try to close these gaps is reducing class sizes. This is an evidence-based proven method to increase achievement. Um, in addition to the achievement gap, many students in our district face excellence gaps, which means that maybe they're working to proficiency, but they could be working at the advanced level without some of the biases that happen in our classrooms. They're also facing opportunity gaps and sexism and heterosexism and homophobia. We face gaps in cross-cultural understanding. Um, we are, I know the Madison School District is working to hire a diverse workforce to try to address some of these problems, but this is also a climate issue. It's not just a workforce issue, and we need to work to have more restorative practices in our school to build those under cross-cultural understanding and make sure our schools are working for everybody. Okay, thank you. Uh, can you identify one or two other issues you want to take personal responsibility for to work on during uh, your time on the board? Sure. Um, <laughs> Um, one issue that um, I've been actually working on with the district for a while is um, the behavior education plan. I serve on a, a guiding coalition in the district on um, restorative behavior and restorative justice practices. Um, again, I believe that strong relationships lie at the heart of good behavior and good classroom management in our schools, and this is why I think we need to reduce class sizes so that teachers have the opportunity to get to know all their students as people and so that students have a clear understanding of what kind of you know, behavior is expected of them, but also so that teachers understand what kinds of cultural experiences that students are bringing to the classroom that might affect their experience in the classroom. Um, I fully support the district's shift to a more restorative approach to behavior, um, but I think we need to do a better job of supporting our staff in making sure that the behavior education plan works, which I think means more funding for psychologists and social workers and other people who can help vulnerable students. Another program that I care about very or am concerned about is the Personalized Pathways Program um, for our high schools. Um, I think we need to be careful to protect the things that are working as we make changes. I'm excited about the possibilities for hands-on education, but I'm also concerned about asking eighth graders to make decisions about the career path they're going to choose in a rapidly changing economy. Um, I'm concerned about what pathways might mean for fine arts and electives offerings in our schools. And the bottom line is I have a seventh grader in the school system right now, and so I have DNA in the game. I'm going to be watching pathways very carefully to see where it goes and what kinds of impacts it's having on our schools and our classrooms. Okay, thank you. Many people who run for school board are identified as part of a specific school constituency, parents or teachers, for example. With many taxpayers funding the district, not directly involved with the district, how do you see yourself as balancing all of the uh, interests involved? Um, I see myself as a good listener and a good builder of teams. I'm very, in my professional life, I bring together all kinds of people to help build understanding in the research community, and I think I will do a very good job of doing that as a member of the school board. I'm a parent in the district. I've been a parent in the district for a decade, and I've been going to school board meetings for a decade, so I have a good understanding of the issues and the policies and the budget that the board deals with. So I think, feel like I'm ready to, to put myself into going out in the community and going out to our schools and really 
listening and trying to understand what lots of people feel, especially people who don't have kids in their schools and people whose communities may not always be represented at school functions and school board meetings and PTO meetings. I think this is perhaps one of the most important functions of a school board member is to, to bring the interests of the community to our democratically elected school board so that we're functioning as a democratic body. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what do you see as the best ways for the board to work with other government bodies? and organizations interested in continuing to, uh, in contributing to the welfare of students in the district? Um, I think partnerships between the city and the school board and the school district are very important. Um, an example of a partnership that's happening right now is the work that's happening with educational resource officers. Um, I think that the school board has pulled together an ad hoc committee of community members who are working directly with the school board to try to decide how we're going to um, revisit the contract that we have for police in our schools and I feel like this, it's a very positive step to have the community working with the school board to go to the city and you know try to create a contract with our police department that ensures that our police aren't policing behavior in our schools but and you know really evaluates the, the restorative role that they might be playing with our students. Um, likewise, I think the city and the school board could work together to try to ensure that all students have internet access at home so they can do their homework. I think at the state level, I am ready to go and advocate to try to prevent privatization of our public schools. I did that um, back when Senate Bill 22 was on the table. That would have created a state authorizing board for charter schools, and I fought against that and testified against that, and enough people did that we were able to stop it. So um, there are many good organizations in the city, like the um, Public Education Network, that I'm happy to work with to try to support public education, not just in Madison, but across the state and the city. Or Thank you. Area. What do you believe are are one or two personal qualities you have that distinguishes you from the other candidates? Um, I think I have experience that distinguishes me from the other candidates. Again, like I said, I've been attending school board meetings for a decade. I'm very much on top of what the school board is doing. Um, I've had kids in the district for a decade. I've been working very closely with teachers and PTOs for that time, and I feel like I'm on top of the issues. Um, additionally, I have um, community experience, both um, my experience starting the School Community Alliance for Public Education, or SCAPE, which really was an effort to try to find common ground between parents and teachers to help support public education and advocate for public education. And I feel that that work has put me in a good position to find common ground with people all over the city so that we can build bridges and do the best that we can for our public school system. Okay. Um, what would you like to say to the viewing audience now as we complete the interview? Um, I'm running for the Madison School Board because I believe that um, Madison schools and youth need a strong advocate who will stand up for public education at a time when it is under threat, both at the state level and increasingly at the national level as well. Um, there are many powerful people out there who would like to gut our public schools. Um, there's some obvious examples of that, like school vouchers, but there are also some more subtle examples of that. Um, for instance, um, treating children like numbers on a standardized test instead of as people with enormous potential. Treating teachers like cogs in a machine instead of like professionals. Um, these are a couple of examples of um, more subtle ways that school reforms may be undermining our public education system. Um, our teachers are not machines and our students are not numbers. Um, public schools are the backbone of our democracy and education is a fundamental human right. We need to defend our public schools if we're going to protect them in, in this current climate. 
We need to invest in our most vulnerable students, and we need to support our teachers as they, um, so that they can innovate to help our most vulnerable students. Um, we need to have very important and sometimes difficult communications in our community about budgets and policies, but also things like food and nutrition and about racial justice. And above all, we need to pull together to tackle hard issues. Um, I believe I have the experience, the expertise, and the dedication to do all of this and more. And for that reason, I am asking for your vote for the Madison School Board. Um, I'm ready to hit the ground running, and I hope you will join me. Thank you very much. Thank you. We are now out of time, so I want to thank Chris for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to watch Know Your Candidates. Please vote in the spring election primary on Tuesday, February 21st. On behalf of the Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I want to thank you for joining us. And thank you, Chris. Thank you. <laughs>